Welcome, everybody. This is Donna Gates with Body Ecology Living. Thank you for joining us today. This is a topic that I think you're definitely going to want to listen to. And there's, it's about the skin. And I think all of us take our skin for granted. We were born with skin and, you know, people don't talk about their skin very much unless they have a problem. Like if they become a teenager and all of a sudden their skin breaks out in acne, then all of a sudden they care a lot about their skin. Um, Every time, you know, someone looks at you, you're sure they're looking at that big bump on your face. So it's, um, it's an important topic. There's a lot of different types of conditions that um, people have with, you know, when their skin's not working or looking good and there's all kinds of infections and just much more than just acne, in other words. So I have asked my friend Dasha, who owns a wonderful skincare line that I personally use myself and have for years, uh, to join us today and share her knowledge. Um, so Dasha, welcome for Thanks being for here today. Me. Got a lot of questions here. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Of course, I've read the Body Ecology Diet a thousand times. It's my go-to book taught a bunch of lectures um, specifically on the connection between your diet and your skin, your gut wellness. My mom has as well. So this is a huge honor for me to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, great. Thank you. Well, actually, um, we should probably tell everybody how we met years ago, probably at least 10 years ago in Air One uh, in West LA. And you and your mom came up to me and introduced yourself and said you were... um, big fans of body ecology. So that was the beginning of a wonderful friendship. So, and I um, was really impressed when I, when you gave me some of the um, products and I, especially I love the cleanser, for example, and I've just been using them for a long time now. And I, I'm, uh, I'm always, there's so many things out there, so many choices for people to use, but I knew I could trust uh, the products that you, you and your mom made. Now, could you just start off by telling me how did you get started? Like what made you create a skincare line? And uh, yeah, skincare line, I guess is what it basically you have. You don't, you're not into makeup, so. No, no, we just purely focus on skin health and wellness. And back in 2006, my mom started working on her own product line. She was an esthetician and she came from the Soviet Union in 1992 And it was really tough for her. She had a hard time um, adjusting. She didn't know the language. Um, She was in a new country, totally new environment. She discovered herself in skincare and she went to beauty school and everything just made sense for her. And she, she found her true calling and her love was skincare. So fast forward to 2006, um, she started you know, the, the money that she made as a solo esthetician was very limited and she had a hard time making ends meet and provide for, for me and for her mother. And we didn't have a dad in the picture. So it was tough. So for estheticians that are not working, you know, in, in huge spas or solo esthes that don't have the, the budget really to afford a product line, have to buy little by little here and there, do the treatments, then sell the product to make some kind of a retail money. And she was having a really hard time. So as she was doing that day to day, looking at all these different products, researching, 
she found that there was a gap in the, in the professional market. There was no brand that was uh, dedicated to solo statisticians that didn't have these huge minimums that you had to spend thousands of dollars to buy into the line that had clean ingredients. She started researching and she just said, you know what, let me try and let me create something myself. And what we wanted to do was create a line that was essentially just targeted um, treatment products for three specific issues, anti-aging, so wrinkles and sagging skin, and of course, maintaining your barrier, you know, hydrating the skin, acne, and hyperpigmentation. And even oh. now, you know, I find that this three issues are the most um, reasons that people come to see an esthetician. These are the biggest reasons, concerns that they come to see their esthetician, either the, you know, dryness or premature aging or acne or hyperpigmentation. So we created the line and I, we started adding little by little. At that time, I was in university for marketing. And she said, you know, this is great, but if you want to help me, you have to go to beauty school because we can't just be making products without having a proper education in cosmetics. I didn't want to do it, but I ended up doing it and I had a lot of fun and I started helping my mom. And then in 2015, when she passed away, unfortunately, um, I took over. And, you know, the next day I went to work next day and it's because work was my happy place and I just wanted to be in that wonderful nurturing happy environment of my customers my product my little world and since then I've been working on adding just a few little items here and there we have some devices we have some tools um, just adding a little bit because we don't want the line to get so out of hand that there's so many options that would confuse somebody. Well, I have to be honest and tell you that I think it's there because you have so many options. And I wanted to ask you about some of them. <clears throat> um, they all work. So I guess you can't go wrong with anything that you pick. Um, so I, I put together some questions that I wanted to kind of ask you about. Um, so the skincare line is for people with acne people, all other people who have sun damage or, or also hormones. Like I noticed that, um, yeah, yeah the dark, the dark marks are really from a hormone imbalance really. And then, um, so, so can anyway, so I could pretty much answer that. I think that who's it for, but, um, what sets cyan apart from the other skincare lines? Like what did you do to make it, you know, better than every, all the other ones your mom was looking at or trying to use? Well, we really focus on the professional aesthetics market to really help them out. So we don't have a huge minimum order for estheticians to buy into our lines. So even, you know, Susie esthetician with just one treatment room, she can afford to buy the products and to treat the clients. The product is very clean. Um, and we, yeah, I, I, uh, so we don't sell on Amazon. This is something that I want to keep just to professionals and to our customers. I don't want it to be a commodity because we're a very small boutique line. So I don't want to get out of hands and just be everywhere. And um, our company is small. So we're all woman owned. 
all girls work in our company. They're all estheticians. It's a family company. So I think by keeping it small, I'm maintaining the um, kind of boutique feel of it and the personalized attention. When people call us, we still have a phone number to call. I know a lot of brands don't even bother with calling in. You just go online and, you know, you talk to a bot online or you just purchase. So we like to be there for our customers. If you want an esthetician to speak with you, they can either pick up the phone, you know, you pick up the phone and call us or we have a live chat where an esthetician can answer your questions. But I think really what's important is we connect through the end customer, which is everyday people through the estheticians. And we, we, we have that bond with the estheticians and it's really who your, your skin journey guide is, is your local esthetician because we can all just buy products online without really knowing how to use them if we're doing this correctly, how often to use. But if you create that bond with a local person, you can go in for facials. And mm -hmm. that's a self-care ritual that you can't do at home. It's nice to go in and get pampered, to, to have somebody apply a mask, to do a nice massage, lymphatic drainage. It, it all matters. That was actually one of my questions is, do you, can you do a at-home facial? But it sounds like people need to, um, they can purchase the products, call, even call and get help on which ones to purchase and then bring them in to their face, for, for their facial, uh, for their facialist to use, their esthetician to use. Try to well, say that. Yeah, estheticians so. all have their favorite products. And, uh, you know, they'll have something there. If you go to your local person, you can always say, I use cyan at home. Have you heard about this product? Oh, if you haven't, you know, here are the items that I use. And mm -hmm. she'll take a look and she'll say if she approves. But a home facial is definitely great. You know, with COVID, everybody's been doing things at home. We're going yeah. to the facialist. Nobody, everybody was at home doing their masks and their nails and doing their haircuts. So it's good to know uh, how to maintain your skin at home. It's very important because a, a, a facial treatment is just once a month, but what you do every day is what's mm -hmm. going to be reflected uh, on how your skin looks at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, that is one of my questions. Can you kind of go through a basic skincare routine that we should all be doing? Absolutely. So first of all, no two people are the same, right? And if no two people are the same, no two skin routines are going to ever be the same. So it's going to vary from person to person. And of course, as the seasons change, the products and the ingredients that we're using are going to change a little bit. So for the most part, you want to keep in mind that um, you need to have a good cleanser and you're going to be using that morning and evening. No matter how tired you are, I just want to emphasize this for everybody who goes to bed with their makeup on. Please don't do that because this is going to be um, a, a pork clogging fiasco. So don't ever go to bed with your makeup on. You're going to use your cleanser morning and evening. After that, you're going to want to tone. So you bring your pH back to normal with a good toner. And the toner can have witch hazel, uh, it can have comfrey, sage, any kind of bouquet of nice herbs, chamomile, that's going to refresh your skin and bring that pH quickly back to normal. Otherwise, it takes about 20 minutes. And then for the most part, a good serum and a good moisturizer. So before 
back in the day, they used to say, oh, you know, young girls should not use anti-aging products. Because before, and this is 50 years ago, 60, 70 years ago, all the anti-aging products were very thick. And the ingredients used to stay on the surface to create an illusion of hydration. But what this really was, it's just um, a moisturizing effect that makes you feel hydrated. The products of today are different. So you can use anti-aging products even if you're younger, because most products now are based on, uh, of course, water. Everything should be based on water. But hyaluronic acid, peptides, which are bonds of amino acids, um, a lot of good oils. Um, our product is based on apricot kernel oil, jojoba oil. So they're very clean and pure. And it's not going to clog the skin or be comedogenic. So absolutely okay to use a good serum and a cream, uh, one on top of another. And then an SPF. Very important. SPF, I can't stress this enough. A lot of our skin concern um, later on comes from bad uh, sun protection um, uh, habits. Yes. And so, what is the minimum? Like you minimum, see 15 and 30? Minimum 30. I wouldn't even use 15. So actually SPF uh, defines how long you could be in the sun. Um, so let's say 30 minutes in the sun without sun, uh, sun protection or 30 minutes in the sun with sun protection. So that's a 30 or that's a 50. I would say don't use anything that's under 30, but you have to reapply. So mm -hmm. as our skin has sweat glands and we have oils that are secreted all day long, your SPF protection fades after about two hours. So you have to reapply. And I have even the, now, uh, when the I have the um, skin protector for going out in the sun, but um, I didn't realize you have to reapply it. That's interesting. I just put it yeah, on one time. You have to reapply all the time. And here's the interesting thing: this is just the 2021 new ingredient information that I I've been researching this year about all the new types of skincare that's coming out. The exposure from our devices. And in 2021, that of course went up because of all the, the Zooms and the telecommunications can also cause sun damage, just like uh, UV damage, oh. just like the sun damage. Just from sitting in front of your computer. Right. Wow. And I've never, I've never used SPF uh, indoors because mm -hmm. I didn't have this information. I would just do my daily routine. If I wasn't going outside, I wouldn't put SPF. But now the studies show that you have to even use SPF if you're, if you're going to be uh, on long Zooms or in front of your computer all day to protect you from that UV and from all the blue light. That's interesting. I didn't know that either. I'm sure most people didn't know it. It is new. But one of the yeah. things I hate when you go to somewhere like Florida, everybody has their sun uh, you know, skin protector cream that they're putting on and they're so thick and gooey and yucky. And I hate putting stuff like that on my skin. Yours literally disappears. And I think, gosh, is it working? I don't even feel it anymore. But I love, I, I don't like to feel heavy things on my skin. I, I was, uh, my skin broke out when I was 15. So my mother marched me to the dermatologist who put me on antibiotics and I stayed on for years, which is how I got 
a lot of things screwed up in my body, including candidiasis, which is one of the things that kind of, I mean, a major focus for me. And then, uh, but also birth control pills came out right after that. And they put uh, women in my age group on very high doses, way dangerous doses that they would never do today, but they didn't know better. So um, anyway, so I have that memory and um, I had oily skin. And I remember the doctor said, um, well, you just got bad genes. And then uh, you're just going to have to live with broken eyed skin unless you stay on this antibiotic. But um, they were wrong. And um, once I actually changed my diet and really got in the right diet, and actually bought the diet I promote uh, and, and addressed the yeast infection, uh, I've had good skin ever since. And, um, and, and even when I do go for facials, they always comment on how good my skin is. And I think, oh, good. <laughs> you Because know, if anybody's going to find things wrong with it, it's going to be an, an esthetician who's looking under the lights and the magnifying glass and everything. So even if I don't think it's that great, and I, I, actually, I and, and also I think most people listening know I'm 74. So I definitely... Um, don't look, my skin doesn't look like I'm 74. So I, I know taking care of it from inside too. Like it's, it's the way I eat. Uh, I believe the, I know for a fact the fermented foods are because it's giving me that healthy microbiome inside. Um, I know um, that I wanted to, that we wanted to talk about the connection between the microbiome and the skin. And I was just kind of digging around and finding out that um uh, one of the most important things about the microbiome is that it, well, the gut bacteria actually influence the type of bacteria that show up in the skin. Uh, and of course, if you have healthy bacteria in your gut, you're going to have healthy bacteria in the skin. Why would that matter? The microbes well, in your skin? Yeah. So usually GI disorders are company, uh, commonly accompanied by inflammatory responses on the skin. So like acne, psoriasis, atopic dermatitis, um, eczema, we can even talk about rosacea. So all of that will manifest on the skin. Usually I talk about uh, digestive issues. It will come up here around the jaw. Every time I look at a, at a new client, if I'm doing a consultation, um, I'll check here and I'll know right away. And I'll ask them, what do you like to eat? Do you eat a lot of dairy, coffee, sugar, right? Alcohol, uh, bread, pasta. Yes, yes, I do. I do. Then I run my hands here because they're wearing a gown usually when they're laying down for the facial. And I usually run my hands down the side of the arms and then I'll feel the little bumps here. Mm. And I'll ask them, you know, do, do you eat a lot of citrus? Do you have any allergic reactions to, to you know, any foods? And it's usually a yes. And so also, I've always thought the uh, bumpy things on the side there is like a, a central fatty acid deficiency too. They're mm -hmm. not eating the healthy, the good fats, uh, right. omega three fats, and all. And um, although interestingly, I, you know, everybody loves omega three, and they've made omega six seem like really a bad fat. But but you some like flax and certain unrefined oils, like sunflower oil is, that's in everything is bad for you. But um, when it's unrefined, it's an omega-6 that's good for you. I know there's a company um, out of Canada named, their, their name is Flora, F-L-O-R-A, and they actually make an unrefined pumpkin seed oil and an unrefined uh, 
sunflower oil, and that that's a good source to get some omega six and flaxseed oils too. Oh, I love uh, yeah, I love yeah, that. and yeah. you know. So anyway, I just want people to know that omega six is not necessarily bad, especially your skin needs both too. Yeah. So. Of course. And, and of course the skin, the skin performs a lot of regulatory functions. So when it's in homeostasis, like the protection, temperature regulation, water retention. So skin feels everything. It's the largest organ in our body. Of course, you're going to have some manifestation if you have any issues in your gut or kidneys, um, or, uh, liver, you're going to see projection on the skin. And there's a lot of books on um, traditional Chinese medicine that mm -hmm. talk about the connection. And this is why they're different, you know, channels and meridians. They always connect everything in the body. It's not just a coincidence that it manifests itself um, on our face. And we could just tell uh, scaly skin. Let's say somebody's having a, a liver problem. You can see uh, eczema, dry skin, same with kidneys. Um, when you're not filtering all those toxins, the toxins will accumulate in the layers of the skin and it will project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to be sure we talked about that because the liver and the kidneys are both the major order, uh, organs of detoxification. And when they're not working and you're not detoxifying, then it comes out in the skin. But the liver, um, you know, produces bile and puts the toxins in there and drops the bile down into the gallbladder until we eat. And then it goes into the small intestine. The bile stimulates peristaltic movement and it's supposed to then help move everything on out of the body. So constipation, when I see people with a, that broken out line, which is kind of common. Um, so I studied Chinese medicine first long, long time ago. I was medical biotic for eight years. And one of the things I learned was that you can see what's happening in the body on the face. And so down here, yes, but even the, the colon line goes way up along the side by your ears and over your cheek, uh, your cheekbones and toward your nose and back down again for people that are not able to see the video. But, um, and in the, in the in-between is lungs, that area of the skin. And so the lungs and large intestine are yin-yang pair in Chinese medicine. But that, and even when uh, there's a lot of, you know, breakout on the cheekbones, that's the curvature of the the two curves of the colon where there's material stuck. And so I actually have for years been a big believer in certain, not that everybody needs them, but I think that enemas and uh, colonics, you know, enemas are the least expensive way to go, can be very important for people in the beginning because, you know, detoxification, just, just putting something on your skin isn't enough. I know you agree with that. Of course. Uh, my mom used to say this. I don't know if this is, you know, it sounds correct. But uh, if you start any kind of cleanse, you always have to start from the colon because when everything else comes out, uh, it will come out smoothly mm -hmm. without any issues. And we used to um, love the dandelion tea and recommend for everybody on every stage of cleansing because you could see such a big difference even in, in the whole skin appearance just from drinking the, the dandelion tea. Your eyes become brighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's good. You know, I, I didn't know that. And I, I always, we have a product called Libermint, which is for the liver to help increase bile flow and get things out of the body. And I, when I take that, I, I feel, I know it's helping my skin, but I'm definitely going to start drinking dandelion tea now. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. I, the flavor is not my favorite, 
but no, it's my not. <laughs> me, the roasted, you know, the, the roasted, the, the root, the, the root, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to feel very toasty and delicious, but I just, I didn't get the same, you know, response. And she said, you have to drink it. It's so good for you. This is just going to clean you. And it's so good for your liver and for your kidneys and for, you know, your whole face is going to glow. So I have to start up again. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been drinking since I don't you know. have anything over me. <laughs> I know I, I pick uh, teas too by how they taste instead of <laughs> what they do for you. But I have also started putting a little bit of oat milk and taking one of those little whipper things oh, and making yeah. like a yeah frother that's what it's called and making like a little latte mm-hmm. uh it then i put our, our new we have a new sweetener coming out and i i have it already so i put a little bit of that in there it's very delicious and actually it makes anything taste better a little oat milk uh stevia even mm-hmm. and um and probably the rest of the dandelion tea too yeah so oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, you have to try that. Well, um, so in the world of facials, I wish your mom were here to ask us ask this question. So when you get to the, you know, the spa and they give you this long list so we can do a deep pore cleansing and we can do a microdermablation kind of a cleansing. What, what are the good ones to, like how do you need, should you start with the deep pore and then come back and do another type or what, what are your favorite I'm going to say from my experience and I've, I've been licensed since 2007. So I've seen my share of all kinds of treatments and um, I've written for magazines about treatments. I don't like the long menus to be honest, because these are so confusing. And when (laughs) customers come, they don't know what they want because uh, they're not assessing their skin from a proper uh, aesthetician's point, right? When you actually look under a magnifying lamp, you determine the, the skin type, you see what the needs are, and you can pick the proper treatment. A lot of ladies or, or gentlemen, when they come to the spa, they want to have the same thing that they saw on social media, or they saw on television, or the friend told them, oh, you have to have this device or this laser or this radio frequency, I had it, it's wonderful. And they want the same thing. But not everybody's needs are the same. Not everybody's the same on the Fitzpatrick scale, which is, you know, how how dark the melanin is in our skin. So some of the treatment is contraindicated for some people, right? So in my opinion, instead of making these long menus, estheticians should have a custom treatment after assessing the person's face and uh, decide what that person needs. Let's say it's an hour and a half treatment or an hour treatment, and she does everything she thinks is correct for the client. Personally, I'm not a big fan of very um, abrasive methods or anything that's going to ruin your skin's barrier, going to dry your acid mantle, rip through the skin, Um, anything that's going to need any specific downtime. Um, I like more hydrating, um, plumping treatments, stimulating. So um, there's there's actually a um, methodology called corneotherapy. Did you spell that? Corneotherapy. Oh, corneo, like the eye cornea? Corneo. So this is going to hydrate and protect your skin uh, at any cost, avoiding abrasive treatments for the skin. So I like to believe uh, all the facials should be, you know, cleansed enough, 
right? So there should be a good cleanse, a good exfoliation, gentle, gentle, not enough to make somebody very dry or, or very red. Um, I love massages. And massages will never go out of style and they will never go away. And this is classic from France, from Europe. You know, a French facial is a good 25 to 30 minutes of facial massage. And believe it or not, uh-huh. yes, that can include lymphatic drainage, that can include facial cupping. And now 2020, 2021, the big thing has been buckle massage. What is it called? Say it again. Buckle. B-U-C-C-A-L. So what they do is wearing gloves, they go inside the mouth. Mm. Inside the mouth and massaging the insides of your cheeks, massaging all around the mouth from inside the mouth, which is going to bring uh, circulation to that area, massage up, plump out the lips, and just uh, really create that nice contour of the face. So there's so many different massages you could do and uh, you don't need any fancy equipment for it. I love microcurrent, which is a stimulation to the muscle and that's going to tone our face um, uh, upwards. Once in about three weeks is wonderful to have microcurrent. It's good to have a series of six. And after that, you can kind of back off and have less with the device. I love radio frequency and radio frequency is a heat based uh, treatment, which is going to warm up your collagen fibers and stimulate it and plump it up. So radio frequency, you can do anywhere on the face. You can, uh, you know, you can do the sides of the neck, the whole entire face. You can do even the body and radio frequency tightens the abdominals, the arms. And I love LED. And this is one of my favorite, favorite modalities. I have a panel at home and I just lay down under it. And LED is wonderful for creating that blood circulation, uh, nitric oxide release, wonderful for uh, jumpstarting your collagen and, and for penetrating products. So the way that we like to do the LED treatment, you know, you do all of your, your cleansing, your deep exfoliation, several masks, massage, microcurrent, radio frequency. And then when you apply a wonderful mask or a serum or a cream, you put the LED panel on top, let them sleep for 15 minutes. When you take it off, the face is just glowing, glowing, glowing. Then you're going to take some, uh, you can do a mask at the end, or you can do nice icy massage. We have ice globes that are wonderful tools. You put them in the freezer. And after hot, when your face is really plump and warm, you take this cold and you just do a cold massage and that exercises your muscles again and really helps um, diminish any of those under eye bags. And spray with your SPF and you're all good to go. Easy peasy, hour and a half treatment and no downtime and you're not you know, in pain and you're not doing anything risky to yourself and sloughing off a whole layer of your skin and then sitting at home you know, punching yourself. Why did I do that to myself? I just want it to be beautiful. And now I look, you know, all red and inflamed. So everything in moderation. Well, when by that, like sort of summarize all the steps ending in the cold, the cold is the last thing you do before you spray your skin with the SPF. So um, which um, red light uh, LED do you use? So uh, interesting, I'm going to share this with you. I'm actually 
married to um, the son of the owners of Lightstem. So that's um, if you're familiar with Lightstem. I, I have a Lightstem. Oh, unfortunately, you do. I do. I picked it up at an A4M conference. Oh, awesome! Yes, the woman that called me. I should. I was so convinced it was great. I bought like five of them and gave them away. But the one I kept for my, I don't think my sister ever used the one I gave her. She never does anything like that, but, but I loved it. And then I, I, I kind of lost in a move and then I brought it back out and I was so excited. I loved it. And then my daughter came to visit and she took it away. So I need another one, but well, um, my, the light stem and <laughs> yeah, they're really the, I think it's like 660 and 860. I mean, whatever those wattages are on there uh, are as strong as the G flight. And I actually do have a G flight too, but I love the portability, the smallness uh, of the light stem. So you just yeah. reminded me, I got to order another one. I'll send you, I'll definitely send you one and um, I'll connect you to my in-laws if, if you want to know more about light stem. Oh yeah. We like to put it up in the website because it is wonderful. I mean, yeah. You get to know the technology. They have a multi-wave technology. So yes, exactly. They have the red light, the uh, amber, the infrared invisible to the human eye. And mm -hmm. all of that just goes very deep. And the important thing about the light, why uh, I think light stem is just so much smarter than devices that are far away from you, right? They figured out how close you have to hold it to the skin because a lot of the devices don't take into consideration that you lose a lot of those wavelengths by just sitting in front of the device. Yeah, um, too far away. Just exactly, it's that distance. So when you put it on, I sometimes I watch television, I have my light stem, you mm -hmm. know, just right on my face. Yeah, exactly. I was doing that too until my daughter took him away. <laughs> Don't push it. I said, I like the feeling. So but, yeah. But how close are you holding it? I was doing about six inches. Oh, I no, you just put it on the skin. Oh, right on the skin. Oh, because I was Don't holding press it. it like I do. I have <laughs> six inches like yeah oh it's okay you could actually touch the skin then with it yeah oh okay good oh, that's good to know and that builds collagen which is really important small world <laughs> yeah i had no idea you were married to that to the owner of that company that's amazing she has, it fits you have your book i'm such a fan i've given oh. her your books i said you have to read these and she has it <laughs> she has it right there oh I, cool uh, I'm going to talk with Donna today. <laughs> oh, well, and this is not planned. I did not plan to even ask you about this. That's so amazing. I Because I can't tell you the number of times I wished I had, like if I sit down and watch some great show on PBS or something, I'm thinking, oh, I wish I had the light stem to put on my face while I'm okay. watching this. Okay, well, okay. So I have a bunch of other little things to share. And please chime in anywhere you want. You had mentioned about inflammation. Well, the gut microbes, um, they contribute enormously to anti-inflammatory skin. So that's another really important reason to have a lot of, to have the right kind of bacteria in the gut. And the bad bacteria, they produce toxins um, like lipopolysaccharides that definitely shows up on the skin. Um, but the other thing is, is that um, here's a big thing that people don't know about is that if we're eating a meal and it has animal protein in it and you don't digest that animal protein, it turns into ammonia. And ammonia uh, down in the gut 
actually causes inflammation and it affects the brain. It's got a big effect on, um, you don't think clearly, like you're, you're very spacey. Um, but ammonia is also, um, let's see, there's something important I want to say about it. So hold on one second. Let me just check my notes over here. I'm sitting here all, with all these ideas popping in my mind. I've got a, um, oh yeah. What I wanted to say though, is for the, getting back to the undigested protein, um, people need digestive enzymes. So many people just simply don't make hydrochloric acid. As they get older, they definitely don't make hydrochloric acid, even if they did before. And so I think, I mean, there's a connection between taking digestive enzymes and having nice, healthy skin. Um, we have a product for, we have digestive enzymes, and, but also the protein goes into the stomach partially digested. Then it goes into the small intestine where the rest of the protein, it's finished digestion of protein is finished in the small intestine and then goes into the body. So there's really, you need hydrochloric acid and you need the pancreatic enzymes for that. And then also um, chewing, you know, like, like a whole lot of people, and even I'm, I'm really bad at this. I have to stop and say to myself, chew, pay attention to how chewed it is. <laughs> I, I think it's part of our fast culture, but that if it's not chewed, then the protein gets down into the gut and creates, creates this uh, ammonia. And that's definitely gonna cause inflammation in the skin, the brain, but also like you can feel pain, muscle pain, um, weakness, nausea and everything. And getting back to the kidney and the liver, my, these ideas are starting to pop back in my mind. Um, so they're both filtering organs and they, they're very crit critical for detoxification, but the kidney and many, many people Ha, uh, today, they're forming a lot of kidney stones because they're eating a very high oxalate diet. The way the popular diet right now has cashew milk, almond milk, almond flour, so that it's you know legal paleo or whatever, legal keto, whatever. And um, so, lots and lots of nuts and seeds. Even if people go vegan, they eat a lot of nuts and seeds. Um, many of the things like sweet potatoes, spinach that people are putting in their smoothie, whatever. There are just a lot of foods that are very, very high in oxalates and all their oxalates, oxalates are always in plants. They're never in animal proteins, always in plants. And they, um, uh, they cause, they're like tiny little shards of glass, very tiny, microscopic, and they prevent the plants from eating. I mean, the insects from eating that plant, or you wouldn't have any plants on the earth, but some plants are very, very high. So I like chocolate, which is super you know, popular. And so people are getting too many in one day's time. So I'd like for people to be mindful of the foods that are high in oxalates. Don't eat those foods or just maybe a very occasionally because they're causing kidney stones. And then that is another reason why your skin is going to not look very good. You know, it just, it can't filter with a bunch of stones in it. And you don't know you have stones forming in your body. And so also the, um, Another thing that people have today is muscle weakness and a lot of pain, pain in their back and uh, around their kidneys area and all. And they, and those could very well be from uh, stones, but the stones can form in the muscles everywhere. I mean, anywhere the blood travels to the cells, they can take the oxalates to that cell and, and um, damage the cell, dam damage the mitochondria inside the cell. So I just wanted to, uh, these things started popping in my mind when I, alcohol, by the way, um, damages the skin. Do you want to say anything about that? Because I know, don't you think people that smoke and, and drink, 
it really shows up in the skin. Absolutely. Well, first of all, uh, free radicals, um, you, you need antioxidants, a lot of antioxidants, if you're going to be smoking, if you think you, you're going to make a dent, you know, to counter, be counterproductive to that, absolutely damaging your skin. Second of all, alcohol, of course, creates glycation, just like any other sugar process, uh, process, you know, sugar. And uh, what glycation is, is it, it, it takes place in the dermis uh, when sugar attaches to collagen and elastin and breaks, makes it brittle. Uh, you could see right away on somebody's face uh, if they're going through that process, the skin is um, very um, inelastic. If you, you pull it, it doesn't bounce back easily. Very mm -hmm. brittle, very s sagging and um, looks uh, crepey. So mm -hmm. of course, uh, as a result of alcohol consumption and of course, yeah, cigarette. You shouldn't smoke nowadays. Now we know the consequences of um the people are going to the little vape, the little pens. I see so many people, they don't smoke anymore. A regular cigarette with smoke and smell. They've got those little black pens. So they're, I'm not sure it's been, a we're doing of, less. A lot of chemicals, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot uh, of misconception. Even kids are now smoking it because people are saying that's a lot better than cigarettes. Why don't you smoke this? When the best option is just to not smoke <laughs> anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many don't get started yeah, and so tell that to a kid oh well let's talk about kids i know my assistant she said be sure you ask dasha she has a teenager she has triplets actually two boys and a girl the girl's got beautiful she's very pretty and she of course she's a dancer and on she's concerned about her skin of course she's gone through those teenagers and now it's fine but she's always taking care of her skin and so i'm supposed to ask you what would a teenager do what kind of routine would you have a teenager start on and, and, and how early would you start like say you have an eight or nine or ten year old daughter would you start teaching her uh, how to take care of her skin that early this is very interesting i just wrote an article for dermoscope magazine about generation z and generation z uh is current teenagers and believe it or not, they know more about skincare than we ever knew in our teenage years. Uh, survey said most 14-year-olds already have a proper skincare routine, believe it or not. And these kids there, first of all, uh, this is not my favorite thing, but they get a lot of information from sources like TikTok and mm -hmm. Instagram. Instagram, yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I wouldn't recommend you get your skincare tips, you know, from TikTok because a lot of it, it is do it yourself. You know, here's some lemon and uh, here's some yogurt and make this mask. Uh, or even worse, they say mix this glue, you know, mix the glue with charcoal and it's the things that make you cringe. Those but are the girls. They're so pretty. And then they, they're showing you how they put the makeup on and what they do to their skin. And they have like 53,000 followers. Right. And now so for don't look like we did at 14 and they have no. all the and even the filler and Botox kids are starting to get as early as 18, 19 years old. Wow. Yes. Because of all the unrealistic filtered photos that are on social media. So this is a negative part of it. Of course you have to teach um, children the proper skincare routine. Um, unfortunately, you know, around 12, 13, 14, when puberty hits, it does create a lot of issues with the skin. 
So a lot of hormonal issues, a lot of, you know, blemishes come out. And the first thing we think about when we think about teens and skincare, we always think about acne, acne, they have acne, but not everybody has acne. So we have to just uh, see what their skin looks like. If they're okay, if they don't have any acne, a good routine would be to wash their face, especially if she's a dancer, I would recommend she carries with her a cleanser to her uh, dance practice right after she finishes, she needs to wash her face. And this goes for mm -hmm. everybody who's in sports, all the kids that wear helmets for sports or mm -hmm. baseball caps need to wash their face right away because proper hygiene um, is very important right away. Because in that sweaty environment with that same helmet that they wear every day, bacteria is going to grow and that's going to cause little, you know, blemishes around the hairline that they are going to um, try to fight <laughs> later on. And, and, you know, you don't want them to go down the antibiotics and all of Mm -hmm. that. So that's interesting. You made me, that was going to be my next question. We don't want to leave the men out. We don't want to leave the boys out when you said sports mm -hmm. and helmets. Um, so probably you want to send, at least if you're watching on the sideline, stand over there and wipe their face off. Yeah. Just say, <laughs> yeah. oh, you have a lot of sweat. Then you wipe it off. And then spray again. And then my little SPF spray yeah. is like a little bottle. It's not that yeah. big to carry around in your pocket. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times, if you're using a cleanser that is very drying, uh, even kids with acne can have dehydrated skin. And I know this is very strange for us to say, oh, acne, dehydrated. You always think of acne as being oily, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trying to, to absorb all that oil with the proper face wash. Sometimes the skin tends to be a little dry and, and tight. So to ease the discomfort, a nice um, hyaluronic acid moisturizer that's non-comedogenic and a sunscreen. You don't need to overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have the one with the six peptides, hyaluronic acid. Oh, and uh, I love that one. And, you know, I have this sleeping mask. Yeah. yeah. Like like sleeping mask. Yeah, I like them all. I mean, it's hard to pick because I think, oh, yeah, I'm doing sleeping mask tonight. <laughs> but yeah. I always put on the hyaluronic acid every single day. And then put other things on top of it. Like I began to realize, hey, you know, I could probably layer these products if I Correct. do. Because so, I, I thought, what, which ones do I use? And then, and then I thought one day it hit me. I'll do this one and then I'll do this one next. So uh, do you mind telling us how to, how to layer them? Because I'm just sort of guessing here. Oh, correct. <laughs> you're very correct. So first, you're going to always uh, apply everything on clean skin. So wash the face first and tone. That's going to be your basis for your whole routine. And if you're doing a mask, make sure to wash it off. I don't recommend you do a mask or exfoliate more than twice a week, because mm -hmm. that's going to diminish your acid mantle and uh, diminish your natural oils and expose your skin more to elements. So this is uh, better to keep to twice a week. And for layering, you always want to go with thinnest product to thickest. So you want to do serum to cream. And usually the serums are the lightest product. It's water-based, hyaluronic acid, and then all the peptides. This is going to get absorbed quickly. So you don't feel any residue. You know, it shouldn't be more than a drop or two 
uh, when you're pumping the product into the palm of your hand. If you're doing a lot more than that, then it's just going to go to waste. You just need a little bit. So you're going to work underneath the eyes, making sure you pat down, never apply product in a downward motion because our muscles have a memory. Our skin has a memory. If you wash your face and you use your towel on your face, wiping it strongly down, that's also going to cause some damage. You want to either air dry or gently pat up. So you're going to apply gently, gently around your eyes, around the nasolabial folds. Don't forget the neck, always neck for everything. Yeah. Always. The heart, that is the first hard. First of all, it's the, it's where you start looking oldest first. It's really the hardest part to keep uh, toned and uh, hydrated too. Mm -hmm. I, at least for me, I'm always working on my neck. Yeah. So, but, and I also use a paper towel because I don't want to keep using a towel that I'm going to drive my hands on. So I'll actually take a paper towel and blot my face. Blot. For, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Correct. Um, and then uh, apply your cream on top of that. So again, you want to get the neck as well as under the eyes, nasolabial folds, you know, the whole entire face. And I like to do the hands as well, just because as the neck, the hands show our age very quickly. Because when we were young, we didn't know about the sunscreen everywhere, right? <laughs> so this is, this is what's going to show. So do the same thing that you do for your face. Uh, for your hands, apply a serum and a cream. And then you can do your sunscreen. We now have two new sunscreens you haven't tried yet. They just came out um, a month ago. We have a tinted sunscreen, which is just looks just like um, makeup. It's very light, but it just looks like a little BB cream. And we mm -hmm. have a, just pure mineral sunscreen, which is a thicker one. As you said, oh, I'm spraying with a sunscreen and I'm not sure if it's thick enough. Well, you can do, if you wanna do a thicker sunscreen, you can always do the thick sunscreen first before you leave the house. And then you could reapply by just spraying the spray on top of that. So in two, three hours, when you feel you've been outside, you need a little uh, reapplication. You just do that with a sunscreen on top and that's an easy, easy routine. Um, and then you know, we, we have minerals, uh, they're called ancient earth minerals. We have them as a liquid and a capsule, but I take the liquid diluted just a little bit put it in a spray bottle. And a lot of times I'll spray my face and neck and everything. And, um, even my hair and eyes, but, um, because they're humic and fulvic minerals and I know the bacteria love them. They actually make them to feed themselves. They, they make them in the soil. They're ancient, ancient minerals actually. So, um, I have found, cause they, they, they are more than minerals. They actually have amino acids in them. So I, I like doing that too. And it feels good. And also if I've got to spread something on, it spreads on a little bit easier. It's very smoothly if I do that. But I wanted to ask about peptides because people see them in products, but what are they? Different peptides are uh, serving different functions. So peptides are essentially chains of bonds of amino acids. The peptides that we use uh, are generally for crow's feet and expression lines. And the peptides we use are um, palmitol oligopeptide, palmitol tetrapeptide, Argireline, very important uh, in high concentration, so higher than 5%. We either use a 10% or a 5%. We also use entarxetine, which is a very interesting peptide. It protects from the wind and the cold. 
we use the peptides for mimicking your own, um, mimicking kind of a, a Botox effect of the muscle uh, holding firm and in an all natural way. A lot of peptides perform a function of wound healing. So you can have a, you know, a scrape or a cut. You can even use the facial serum to help it go down quicker. Even for stretch marks, you can use peptides and that's going to help stretch marks uh, kind of come, come together, become a little bit more tighter. Um, also some peptides, like we use Sympeptide for our eyelash conditioner, uh, help your eyelashes grow. <laughs> I Wait, did you say some peptides? S Y M. It's a grape peptide. Oh, I didn't, I've never heard of that one before. Pretty, yeah. Pretty interesting because a lot of um, eyelash products contain prostaglandin and this is a um, type of ingredient that can cause the, the pupil of pupil of your eye to change color, to go darker. Let's say blue, blue eyes can, can go darker. So a lot of ladies stop using it, this eye type of eye conditioner because they're afraid their eyes are going to change. Um, so the great peptide is very safe. I like peptides because they're safe. Um, and Latisse isn't that one that they well, sell in a lot of doctor's offices. But that's for growing your eyelashes to this long, skinny, artificial-looking link. I use it. I, I use it. I don't know if you can you see just, Oh, yeah, of course. I figured they were natural. Oh, they're but, natural. Yeah, I just use yeah, the... Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you use the peptides or you use Latisse? I use the peptide. No, no, no. I use my own pe peptide one. I could send you one. Oh, please send yes, one. Yes. I, I always buy them. You know, the ones I'm always putting them on, hoping they're natural. They're supposed to be... I don't always see much from them, but I love peptides. So this is very cool. Oh, I'll That's send you great. one. Yes, I'll send you. You're going to love it. Yeah, oh, I, don't I will. You know, I'll tell you the, the problem with some of these ingredients um, that are out there. It's not maybe it causes a reaction right away and something happens like hyperpigmentation goes away, usually with hydroquinone or lashes grow very fast with the prostaglandin. Um, the flip side of that, it could be an irritant. So some of the ingredients that provide a very quick result, they um, could cause allergies. A lot of people are sensitive um, to, you know, certain ingredients. Mm. And nowadays that the plastics are everywhere. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of pollution everywhere. We, we have become hypersensitive to every little thing, to the fragrances, the colors, um, art, artificial ingredients that, you know, just irritate day in and day out, because this is a product you're using very close to mucous membrane, mm -hmm. especially, you know, skincare that you put around the eyes that you put in very, very sensitive uh, places on your face. It all can give uh, maybe atopic dermatitis. It could, it could give eczema every day. You see the girls that are hairstylists, they have a lot of problems because they've been inhaling uh, a lot of chemicals and fumes. Yeah. What about your mascara though? Can you put the um, peptide cream, the grow, what, what is it called? It's like a lash grower? Or uh, yeah. Conditioner? It's, <laughs> it's called what? Dasha Lash. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Easy to remember. Yeah. So, so you put that on and you do that at night. Can you do it in the morning too? It doesn't matter. Uh, you shouldn't do it in the Both? morning. No, just oh, once, no, no. Fine. once. Okay. if you do it twice a day, it won't grow faster. You put it, um, 
it's a wand that's kind of like an eye uh, eyeliner and you just line yeah. the top of the lash and that's it. And you don't even touch the actual lash. You touch the base of the eyelashes. Mm, okay. And then, and then mascara? And then you could just do mascara in the morning. Sure. I use mascara. I use this mascara. It's called Better Than Sex. Oh, it's water. I have that one too. My yeah, assistant sent it to yeah. me. I'm sure it's not healthy, but it does really... I don't have it on right now, but it, works it's definitely, it works well. Yeah, it doesn't cause me any issues. And I'm not going to be going in and getting any eyelash extensions. I'm not fancy like that. And I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm a homebody. I'm not a, you know, I'm not going to be laying there for two hours to get eyelash extensions with some kind mm -hmm. of glue that I don't know anything about. So then just go to the market and <laughs> stay home. <laughs> well, I know two people that have gone and gotten them and they've actually lost their eyelashes. So that's a no-no for sure. Well, um, gosh, we didn't talk about men. You don't want to forget them. And also for sure, dark spots, because that's a big one. I'm sure everybody in the beginning asked about what would you do to if you have dark spots, especially um, I'm trying to think where people get them. Uh, women get them, especially after childbirth, because of their sudden shift and uh, hormones from a lot of progesterone and drops and then they're estrogen dominant. So that is a cause of um, the melasma, the dark spots on the skin. Now, can that be corrected? Or are you talking about more like about dark spots from the sun? Both. And yes, melasma okay. can be corrected. Um, and there's a lot, the hormonal, hormonal pigmentation doesn't just end at melasma. Sometimes you see a little mustache. Yeah. And could be from years of birth control and it just all pops up here it would be mm. here and then a pregnancy mask around uh here and especially if you see uh on the left side driving side melasma seems to be stronger because the sun hits here mm. and uv actually exasperates any kind of um, damage to your melanocyte it, it uh, brings it up more to the surface with the uv so yes, it can be corrected. Different types of pigmentation, of course, hormonal, then uh, there's PIH. Uh, and that one is uh, after picking acne, let's say it's, it's post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation that can leave a lot of spots. Um, uh, also could be after, um, let's say if you have um, uh, um, um, I wanna say the men that have the beards, Mm -hmm. And uh, they have ingrown hairs, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. All of that can, can become very dark. And that's also hyperpigmented. And from the sun, all the sunspots. Um, the answer that we uh, are going with in our line is alpha-arbutin and kojic acid. Uh, this mm -hmm. is natural alternatives to hydroquinone. And this is made from a flower. It's the Rumix Occidentalis extract from a little flower that grows in Canada. And it's very concentrated in alpha-arbutin. And this is a leave-in uh, serum and cream that we have. And then the kojic acid that we have mixed with peruvic and lactic acid, but the lactic is not from milk, it's from mushrooms. It's still a vegan mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. is for the exfoliation portion of it. Usually if the hyperpigmentation is fresher than five years, it is possible to treat it. <clears throat> and that's with product. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing the lasers to, to treat pigmentation. I would start with product first um, to see how that goes. A lot of people just go for, you know, 
lasers, uh, everything they can get their hands on, peel, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. peel- so do you like peels? That would be in that category you were talking about in the beginning where you're taking off the surface of the yeah. skin. So yeah, no, it, no to peels. It doesn't align, it doesn't align with corneal therapy. Um, I've seen some peels that have beautiful results. Personally, it's not something, you know, we don't make peels in our line just because I do want to stick to hydration and restorative product. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid that people are going to mess up. Mm-hmm. And there's always a human factor. And unfortunately, um, you hold it two minutes too long and you could ruin somebody's skin or your own skin. And I don't want to be that person at fault when they say, oh, your product ruined my skin. And then we have to go through the steps. What did you do with it? Did you mix anything with it? How long did you lay with it? Some people put on a peel that says one minute and they keep it for a half hour and they lay under a panel to bake it, an LED panel. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not in the directions. So I just want to be safe. I've seen some peels. If you're doing a peel, you have to go to a medical practice that has a doctor uh, on board that can supervise this type of treatment, very deep peels, uh, CCA peels can um, need downtime, you need five days, six days, and you need to know how to treat it. So of course, no picking the skin, some people pick the skin when it falls off, do all the wrong things. So just um, go to your statistician and she'll tell you (laughs) what you need. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not a huge peel fan. Mm, good to know. <laughs> um, it's really day by day and starting as soon as you can, but let's not leave the men out and then I'll let you go, which I want you to tell us how we can get the products, how we can reach you. Uh, but uh, let's talk about the men. Would they, everything you said for women, is that true for men too? Yes. Well, we had a men's line. So men's skin uh, is just a bit thicker and men have wonderful um, oil, you know, oil production, wonderful, thick, good collagen. Men don't ruin their skin with makeup and <laughs> all the things that clog the skin. They get in the sun a lot. They, yes. Without that, protection. I think that's probably their biggest mistake. Yes. The sun is always an issue. Um, uh, we had a men's line. It didn't really do that well because I don't think men are that, that into it. Um, Uh, And the men that are into it, and this is from personal experience, some of my closest friends who are skincare experts, who are men, swear by women's skincare product. They say, I don't Mm -hmm. want to use the men's stuff. I'd rather use this women's product that is very... Yeah, I can see why (laughs) that wouldn't work. Well, what about, uh, we don't want to leave out people of color, like African-American women. They, uh, I have a big thing about the way they eat um, most of the culture and because money is an issue too, but um, they're just, they just awful food and tons and tons of uh, really bad uh, vegetable oils and so on and processed foods, but especially those vegetable oils. And I think it's just devastating for them because um, their ancestors in Africa, for example, uh, used coconut and palm oil, which are very different from the oils that, they're eating. So I really am, I I want people to start doing specifically looking at the genes of African-Americans and uh, beginning to help them more with personalizing their diet. 
but um, what about skin? Skin, uh, you have to be very careful when treating skin of color. Uh, those higher on the Fitzpatrick scale, five and six, that have darker skin um, can have a predisposition to keloids. And this is for everybody who is doing any kind of invasive treatments. Uh, I don't recommend laser or peels for African-American skin. It's sensitive. And sunscreen, of course, before everybody used to say, oh, dark skin doesn't need sunscreen. That is absolutely not true. You also need sunscreen, sun protection, very gentle product, no hydroquinone when brightening. Um, a lot of the pigmentation problems uh, like PIH, the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, a lot more noted in African-Americans, especially we were talking about uh, all of the you know, issues with male clients where the beard gets all the ingrowns, it's a lot harder to get rid of that hyperpigmentation after the ingrown hairs, folliculitis. So that's really hard. Sometimes in the back of the scalp where there's ingrown hairs, especially for the men, it's hard to treat the hyperpigmentation. I usually recommend, so all of our product is designed, I'm glad you asked, for ethnic skin of, of any ethnicity. We don't have any. Um, so I'm going to tell you actually what we don't have in the product that makes it wonderful for everybody is allergens. So um, artificial fragrance and color is what bothers skin of all ethnicities. Asian skin is very reactive to it, um, to the fragrance, especially. Uh, the color, we don't have any artificial color in our product, and it's all hypoallergenic. So you want to pick something very mild. And if you're going with a product that's uh, corneotherapy approved, uh, hydrating, milky, calming, you're going to be able to target everybody. Uh, for African American skin, I say stick to a good routine where you can cleanse tone, mask and moisturize avoid the sun, avoid any peels, avoid any laser, um, unless it's been marked okay for the specific uh, Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah, number. And what about supplements? Like, um, I know biotin and all the B vitamins are important, vitamin A, uh, just everything. We need all the nutrients. And but uh, again, that's fixing digestion, having healthy gut. So you do absorb your foods. I don't know that you have to take supplements, but um, biotin, I think is really important because uh, so many people with skin problems and hormone imbalances, what's really at the root cause of that is their yeast infection, which they could have very well been born with. Like uh, I was always amazed um, years ago at the, all the children that are around the age of two that have eczema and they had, they, they had, you know, and diaper rash and, the, and another sign of um, yeast in a baby is cradle cap, which in an adult is called dandruff. <laughs> so um, that's yeast, so yeast infection. So we're, of course, I'm going to put a plug in for the body ecology diet because it addresses that very well. Um, but biotin is very deficient in actually a cradle cap and dandruff is a sign of a biotin deficiency. Also the yeast uh, consume the biotin. So you become very um, deficient in it and they, 
the biotin is important for keeping them from going to that form uh, just before they grow tentacles. Once they change into a pathogenic form and grow tentacles, that's when they're really dangerous. And the biotin, so they consume biotin because biotin stops, uh, is that an important nutrient that keeps the yeast from going into that high, uh, the, the tentacle stage is the best way to probably you know, explain it, but so, um, but the big question is collagen because everybody is talking about collagen. Um, do you tell people to take it? And they're there. So I see that some products have one, two, three, four, five yeah. collagen, you know, yeah. uh, and I always heard that it's like, a, is it one in three that's for the skin or what, what are you, what are you telling people to do for collagen? Uh, usually collagen. So about the vitamins, you have to be careful with some of the hair, skin, and nail vitamins as they're marketed. If there's too much of the B group, uh, some people have a reaction and they may become acneic mm-hmm. because of the B. I'm not, I'm not that sold on the, col- on the collagen. I like, taking, um, I like taking hyaluronic acid, like 200 mg is fine. And that's good for your joints and good for your eyes and good for skin lubrication. Take it uh, as a supplement. Yeah, as a, as a supplement, uh, take it internally. Um, collagen, I believe it's two. I haven't taken for a while. I've, I've taken a little bit of the powder. Uh, and I'm not, I don't know, I'm not really sold on it. I've heard, you know, back in the day that you can eat things like, um, pig, you know, pig's feed and, you know, chicken feed and all of that to get all the collagen. But I'm, I'm not really into that either. <laughs> Well, I know you can put, let's say you're making a broth, a soup, chicken soup. You can put a chicken foot in there while it's cooking and simmering and everything. And then when you pull it out, which you Mm -hmm. definitely want to do, it's very ugly looking, um, but it's got tons of collagen in there naturally, which I think is better, definitely better to get it in our diet than to go out and buy a supplement like that, you know, powders. Yeah. All the powders, if, if you are taking all the powders and all the vitamins that you're supposed to take uh, after reading, uh, you know, a bunch of informative literature on what, what you're missing, (laughs) then you're just going to be taking powders and supplements. But yeah, I, I do, I do believe um, in that, that it it exists in all the edible items. And um, I don't know, I really haven't been fond of taking the powders. I've just been, um, um, more of I think people do have to be careful because the yeast, if you have a yeast infection, which so many people do, they'll take the collagen and make oxalates from that. And Trudy Scott actually uh, has an article on her website where she talks about collagen lowering serotonin, either lowering it or raising it. I forget which one, but she, you know, it definitely has an effect on your serotonin. Uh, so that's Trudy Scott. She's a specialist in anxiety. And I should go back and read that. But I was kind of surprised when somebody else came out saying, you know, everything has a front and a back to it. I always try to tell people there's no perfect anything. And so it might be good for you. It might be could very well be bad for you. Um, I think antibiotics, if we understood that and we came, uh, this great miracle drug called an antibiotic was unleashed upon the world years ago, people would have said, okay, look what it does. This is good, but what's the backside? And then we wouldn't have started killing the microbes on our, in our gut, especially, but even affecting the microbes on our skin too. So 
that's my kind of wrap up. And well, gosh, Tasha, thank you so much. Gosh, this is way more information than I thought we were even going to be able to cover. But can you tell me or, and everybody else listening how people would find you and be able to order their products? Our website is cyan.net. That's S-A-I-A-N.net. And you could look us up on Instagram. We are cyan underscore skincare. Um, if you want to follow our posts uh, on the website, um, there's a little live chat. If you want to talk to one of our staff members about the product or just give us a call, um, you can call us at 1-800-291-1130. Um, Wait, say it again. 1-800-291-1130. call anymore. That's why I just breezed through it. Yeah, well, they don't one, really. But they might have a question. <laughs> 2911130 if you want to talk to an esthetician um, and find out a little bit more about the products. Uh, yeah, I, I hope um, I hope we have another talk soon. This was really awesome. <laughs> I had a great time. Well, I'm hoping that people post um, on our Instagrams, both of us, um, any questions they still want us to cover. Uh, or any comments? What did they learn? What are they going to do now? What do they realize they've been doing wrong? So that's one of the things I like about Instagram. You can communicate with people. So, And skincare is fun. It's always changing. So if there's something that I talked about this year, maybe completely new next year, maybe some completely cool new ingredients that are out there for us to find out new treatments. Um, well, it so. sounds like you found the best. It's a really, it's an amazing line. I have quite a few of them here and I love every one of them. <laughs> Honestly, everyone, I feel so good about having them to be able to put them on because I don't have to make a decision about all that other stuff. Even when I go to the health food store, I feel like it's supposed to be healthy, but there's step down for me. I know, I know I'm getting the best with, with your products. So thank you. Thank you for being on here, but thank you for doing, uh, carrying this much and, you know, I know what it's like to create products that have a lot of integrity. Um, and so I know that's why I probably really appreciate what you're doing more than some people would, but thank you for that too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was a real honor and a lot of fun to talk to you today. Thanks, Donna. Definitely. Thanks.